Mind Phil Harding talking about the 1980s, PWL and Stock Aiken Waterman. So I've given you some, well, I hope you think are great examples of 1984 when I started working with Stock Aiken Waterman. And all of that work we've heard so far was done at the Marquee Studios in London's West End, where I was an in-house engineer. And after getting that number one with Spin Me Round for Dead or Alive, Pete Waterman, Mike Stock, Matt Aiken decided it's time for us to move out of this studio and to move into our own facility. So Pete Waterman found something in South London. It used to be called the Vineyard Studios. It was in the Vineyard around the back of the Borough Tube Station. And it was an old electric power station that someone else had already converted into a studio. And it was perfect. We moved into the first floor upstairs space built a wonderful studio built around the SSL console and funnily enough the phone dried up a little bit after not just the number one with Dead or Alive but a very successful second album for them the Youthquake album which charted well and quite a few different things began to happen so I'm going to kick off again with a record you may not have heard before unless you're a mega PWL fan this is a cover of the James Brown classic it's a man's 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 world by Brilliant.
a man's, man's, man's world. <laughs> Brilliant were made up of Jimmy Courty, Youth and June Montana on vocals there. And the reason I played that record is twofold, really. In the background there, singing back her vocals, was a session vocalist called Desiree. She went on to become Princess, which I'm going to play next. But the other point for people not knowing much about Brilliant and talking about it is that Jimmy Courty and their A&R man at the record company, Bill Drummond, went on to become KLF, who had huge amount of hits further on in the 80s and have publicly admitted they learned a lot of their trade from working with us at PWL through this album. And a guy called Youth, who I'd come across before. Youth was a bass player with the band Killing Joke. I engineered their first album in 1980. And Youth has since brilliant gone on to become a worldwide famous record producer, producing Paul McCartney and, and all kinds of big names. I still come across Youth now and again when uh, I'm out and about in London. <laughs> so we're moving on. The next record I'm playing you is Princess Say I'm Your Number One.
what a voice. It was interesting on the brilliant sessions that Desiree, Mike and Pete and Matt got talking, got chatting. In particular, Mike Stock was keen to move away from continually doing covers of other people's songs. Really wanted to sort of stamp the authority of Stock Aiken Waterman being songwriters. And bringing someone like Desiree in was really the start of that going forward from that point. And I played you the four songs from the first part, read them on Proto Records. And there was a fantastic promotion guy there called Nick East, who had come to Pete in 85 and said, look, I'm thinking of starting my own label. Pete immediately said, this is a great idea, Nick. I can give you office space, we can give you artists, we can give you the records, come in with us. So before PWL Records, there was the label that Nick E started, which was Supreme Records. And this wasn't the first collaboration between Nick E, Supreme Records and Stock Aiken Waterman. It would build on from there. But interestingly, that brilliant record got to number 58 in the charts in 85. Desiree, or Princess, would say I'm your number one, number seven. And it really set the platform for the whole team going forward. One of the things that stuck in my mind is that Pete Waterman actually went on holiday the week the record was made. But with clear plans and instructions to Mike, Matt and myself, what he wanted from this record, the kind of groove. The two records I've just played, nothing like the high energy gay club sound of the first four records, which as I said, we come back to. But when people talk about the PWL sound, Princess Samia number one, Dead or Alive Spin Me Round, they are nothing like each other. So, forward we went into 1986, and the next record I'm playing you is an absolute smash. A great story behind it. It's Venus by Bananarama.
she's got it. Venus by Banana Armour. A number eight UK hit, but significantly a number one USA hit. Pop charts and the dance charts. And after we made that record, Pete Waterman opened up the whole building, all of the studios that we had at that point. Already, a couple of years on, we'd gone from one studio to three studios because the building was big enough to take it. And an industry party celebrating their first, certainly not their last, American number one. A fantastic achievement and feat. It was interesting when we started that record. Obviously, that's a cover of an old 60s track. And it was done kind of in a modern hats off, keeping that guitar and making it sound like a straight ahead pop record. And we'd got to the point where we were doing the mix. I have this funny memory of myself and Matt Aitken pulling the mix together. Everyone else had gone around the pub. We had a tradition of going around to the pub at 10 o'clock. Pete Waterman would say, tools down. Banana Armour were one of the acts that used to come around the pub with us. For some reason, Matt and I got left behind. We were kind of in the middle of the mix and Javon out of Banana Armour put her head around the corner and said, you know what, actually, we didn't want it to sound like that. We wanted it to sound like Dead or Alive. Matt and I looked at each other and thought, what? (laughs) Why did you say that at the beginning of the record? And she was dead serious. So it was down tools at that point. Out came the drum machine and some keyboards again. And Matt quite rightly said, "Okay, fair enough, we can do that. And it was the same when Pete Burns had a Dead or Alive turned up and... I don't know which one of us it was that said to him, why are you here with us, Pete? And he said, well, I've been hearing your Hazel Dean and your Divine Records in all the clubs I go to in Liverpool and persuaded my record company, who were quite against coming to Stockhagen and Waterman, CBS Records, a massive company. But he was determined. He said, no, this is the sound we want for Dead or Alive, the sound I want, and that's where we're going. This would happen time and time again. Anyway, we've moved on to 1986 and going back to Supreme Records and that relationship I was talking about. After the Princess hits, Nick East signed a couple of young girls from the East End, Mel and Kim, the Applebee's, and we made this first record showing out. There's lots of stories about how some of the Stock Aiken Waterman songs came about. And one of the ones for that was asking one of the assistants, Jamie, And I think it was one of the girls that asked him, I'm not really sure, because we'd already made a record with them before this showing out. And then Pete Waterman put it on hold and said, no, we're going to make a new record based around this new Chicago house sound that's coming. But anyway, they're asking, oh, what are you doing at the weekend, Jamie? Oh, I'm showing out. Mike Stock looked at Matt Aitken and (laughs) on it went from there. But basically, this is 1986 and the Chicago house sound had arrived in the clubs. And because of Banana Armour, we had a good relationship going on with DJ Pete Tong. would come in with records, usually leading up to the weekend, and would hand them over to Pete Waterman and say, this record's really going to be happening this week. The Chicago House, it was a sound of a number of records coming together. So the idea was, let's forget this first record that was called System, that had been recorded and was already pressed and ready to release with Mel and Kim, and make a new record based around the Chicago House sound and 120 BPM or just above that sometimes and this formed the kind of house club pop sound of PWL and SAW going forward for quite a few years. So it's Mel and Kim showing out. (laughs) 
I'm showing out. I'm showing out. I'm showing out.